Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, it's going. Hello and welcome to In The Pocket, the bass guitar podcast where we get the lowdown on the low end. My name's Johnny, a totally average bass player, and each week I'm joined by a different co-host to talk all about that bass. This week I'm very lucky to be joined by session and YouTube bass player, the man himself, Alan Brown, aka Bully the Kid. Hey man, what's going on? Hey man, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. I dropped out frantically and I had to try to drop back in before you get <laughs> out. So, I yeah. paused for a second and I was like, I'll, I'll keep going. I'll, I'll just do my bit. And then. Yeah, man. How are things over there in the States? Uh, things are they're going okay. I mean, uh, the world's opening up a little bit, so there's more opportunities to play and stuff. And the weather's hot but you know comes with the territory everything's been pretty good good yeah it's been it's i mean classic britain like last week it was scorching for us and then now it's like it's chucking it down absolutely chucking it down so loads of rain but uh you know that's fine lots of rainbows which is great have you been playing many gigs then now things are opening up not really i just kind of go uh visit some of my childhood churches that uh, I used to play it whenever I was actually learning back in high school and stuff. And I've uh, just kind of been enjoying not having the responsibility of having to play uh, certain gigs. Because up in uh, Tulsa, I moved to Houston. Uh, in Tulsa, I had like every Sunday, every Wednesday, every Saturday, my time was required. <laughs> so I couldn't just have fun with it. It became a job, kind of. You know, yeah. so uh, now I'm just kind of enjoying taking a little break from getting out there, being around people. So, oh, that's that's great, man. It's good that like you know, positives have come out of all this. It's good. Yeah. To hear. Are yeah. you um, are you like a full time bass player then? No, I am an uh, engineer. I'm an electrical engineer, and I kind of do this as a hobby. I guess it started as a it started as a very small collection, and now I have way more than I needed. <laughs> And yeah, if if anyone out there has watched any of Bully's videos, you'll know what he's talking about. Seeing that <laughs> beautiful wall that makes everyone envious. Hey, look, man, you you doing the same thing over there? I'm watching you. Hey, I, got, I, I got a small collection. Yeah, uh, next year maybe. Next year, every week, I like to ask our co-host uh, just three questions to get us going before we kick things off, so they can get to know you. So. First off, question is, can you choose three words to describe your bass playing? Oh, funky, percussive, happy. 
Yes, I love that. Do you know what? I was the first one on the tip of my tongue was like, it's going to be funky. It's going to be funky. <laughs> Our boy loves some funk. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, happy. happy. That's an amazing... That, uh, why, why happy? I love that. Well, if you... I kind of feel like if you if you watch my videos, I'm usually having a wonderful time. Like so, uh, just me being around people that watch me play and I get visual feedback from them being in the audience. I, it's kind of hard to not smile if you see me up there being hella goofy and I'm large and stuff. It's kind of hard not to smile and move, you know. So I would I would I guess I would call my I would call my bass player happy because I'm not, you know, it's a good time. That's the way it should be. It's always got to be a good time. And if you're you're not smiling on stage, what are you doing? You know, I mean, unless you want to invoke fear in the audience. (laughs) But it's hard to say lyrics from, I don't know, Ghost and then just be (laughs) smiling on stage. (laughs) Imagine Imagine Romstein doing Duhas just bouncing around. <laughs> hey, there's that. There's a song that you should funk up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> there we go. Um, I love that and percussive as well. I mean, you're an incredible drummer as well as a bass player. Um, so I guess that kind of lends lends in from that as well. I consider myself quite percussive as well in in like the the uh, ghost notes. Know, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's what makes um, you know a lot of bass parts interesting uh, and really makes it stand out from, you know, uh, from guitar lines and things like that. You can definitely uh, lock a groove in faster with doing percussive measures in a bass solo, even if you're only playing one note, you know? Yeah. So I've seen grooves locked and they were just holding a G, but everything else he was doing, and I was like, all right, you got me. That That's what I love about um, bass sometimes is that it doesn't, it doesn't always need to be complicated to be so effective and so uh, interesting. If you've got the right beat and the and it just fits with it, just grooves with it, then it mm-hmm. can be wow, big old yeah. chef's kiss. Amazing. So the next question that I ask each week is now this is going to be a hard one for you, I think. Oh, although I don't know, I think I might, I think I might know the answer. But okay. with your big wall of bases. One would think it would be hard. Uh, so this question is, what is your number one bass? What is the one that oh, you consider to be number one? The go-to. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So I have a signature model from a, a company that was out of Tulsa, that is out of Tulsa. And it's basically a P music man with a three-way switch that does single uh, split call and series biasing on the music man pickup and um yeah that's my go-to it's was the first btk5 i ever got and uh if i didn't have those those two the second iteration is a lot more crazy three p pickups it's a lot more crazy but um if i didn't have that my next go-to would probably be my fender america pro jazz and i haven't had it so it's solid ain't too flashy gives me exactly what i need Put a fresh set of strings on it. It's a slapper's holiday. <laughs> Absolute beauty. Yeah. So do you consider yourself more 
well, I mean, you've you've kind of got everything there. You've got triple P, a, a P and a, a humbucker, and then a jazz bass is like yeah. And then there. right, if well, they can't see it, but right there, this little blue one right here, that's my P bass five string. So that just with those bases, I've run the whole gambit of situations I can be. Absolutely. Well, each one of those like just slots so well into into every genre. I think you know, they're they're, very, they're so yeah. diverse. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I thought you might say one of your signatures as your main one because uh, they look incredible. Thank you, fan. Um, so the last question. Uh, these are meant to be quick fire, but they're ne- they're never quick fire. <laughs> but that's great. <laughs> um, this last question then says, why did you pick up the bass? I picked up a bass so I could teach my cousins how to play the drums. Like, it was kind of like they wanted to learn, and I got tired of sitting there. I was already interested in guitar, but my fingers are too big, so I went to bass. That is a... Quick and dirty. I didn't want to play guitar. That's not my thing. I chose bass. It wasn't because I was trying to get in a band, and they already had a guitar player. No, I wanted to be a bass player. Yes, right. Yes, that's the that's the way I wish I was. <laughs> that's awesome. I love that you're like oh, I can't just I can't just show you. Right, just jam along with me. Just jam along. Yeah, pretty much. That's really cool. I like yeah. that. <laughs> What's he <it you> said? <laughs> Quick and dirty. <laughs> like, hey, man. That, that 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 should be on your like um YouTube bio. You know, little <laughs> kid. Bass player. Quick, Quick and dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, cool. Thank you so much. Um, no now let's go into the first question. All right. Okay. So question one, uh, comes from Garrick Hetherington on YouTube. Um, and it says, what base do you dream about and what base gives you nightmares? I loved this question. I mm-hmm. thought it was really good. Um, let's start with dream bases we dream about. Now, I keep going back to that wall of yours, but I mean, you, you've got a lot of bases <laughs> on there. You've no, probably man. got the one you're dreaming about. You're probably looking at as you go to bed. <laughs> no. uh-uh. I, I wish that was the case. It's uh, it's kind of one of those. Uh, it's my, it's my, it's my Moby Dick base. Like I can't. I know it's bad for me, but I want it. And it's it's completely unusable, but I just really want it, right? And it's uh, Bootsy Collins Star Space Base, the one that lights up with all the pickups and all that crazy stuff. That's what inspired <laughs> my gold base. If I had it, I would never play it, but I turn it on and take <laughs> a lot of pictures with it. That's pretty much what would happen. And I know I don't need it. That's why I don't own it. I just... <laughs> That's, that's got to be the one that like it, it must be super comfy to play right oh man it's a it's the shape of a star i know it's hell to play you can't play it sitting down i know that <laughs> that's I, get sure. I get it I, I like to like spin around quite a lot on stage normally i'd have someone's eye out if i heard that yeah there's a star on the headstock too <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just i was like i was like oh, is this the one i'm thinking of and i'm just looking at a picture of it now and i'm like Oh my god! Yes, <laughs> I could. T- to be fair, I could totally see you pulling that off, mate. Hey, man, you know I'd have to change the whole thing. I'd have to have the glasses, a top hat <laughs> for some reason. I don't know. I just felt like it'd be necessary. Oh my god! I've just seen one here with like five jazz bass pickups in it. Yeah, and then look at the switching, and it has MIDI out. There's a lot. Going on. There's a lot going on, dude. 
Oh my god! I thought the sire I had had a lot of knobs on it. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Well, um, I suppose for me, uh, mine's a lot more subtle. Okay. <laughs> the, one that I'm, the one that I'm dreaming about. I always end up. I mean, I'm kind of torn between two. I would absolutely love um, some kind of old Gibson grabber. Ooh. I think grabber. I think they're oh, they're massive. They're weighty. Yeah. They're not ergonomic. Yeah, you know. they got the. I think if I'm not mistaken, it's, it's got a bigger bigger body and small horns. Is that That's the right. shape? That's the grabber shape, right? Well, I, mean, I can yeah. see. It. I think I think uh, Rumbling Man has one. Yes, on he wall. does. Yeah. And his is like seven, proper 70s one, I think. And mm-hmm. Very jealous. Like, I would love one of those. Um, I don't even, like, it's one of those basses that you just know it's going to sound so good played hard with a bit of overdrive on it and, like, just going to soak it up. And, yeah, for me, that is, oh, it takes all the boxes. And one of my favorite bass players um, used to rock one on stage quite a lot. So that's where kind of that came from. Who was that? I, uh, so I'm, I'm definitely a not a classic bass player like yeah. i don't have many inspirations of like classic bass players i'd say um so it's just like the bands that i like um so it was uh, jeremy davis from the band paramore um they're my not even a guilty pleasure much straight up my favorite band <laughs> and like he used to play one on stage and damn so cool. <laughs> so cool. Uh, <laughs> and we'll leave it there. <laughs> um, the, the second, I think, the, the other one I was tossing up between. Um, I don't know if you've played one before. I know, I know, um, Low and Lobster have one. Is a Music Man Saber? Oh, um, Low and has two now. Two? Yeah. Well, I have zero, so the math <laughs> adds up there. Really, you know. I don't, I'll have one. I don't, listen, I I tried to get my hands on one. They are exponential, exponentially priced. Yeah, they, they really are. So yeah. I, I've got uh, I've got loads of things saved on my eBay search, and Music Man Saber is one of them. And they never come up. And when they do, it's like a sabered neck for one thousand pounds. I'm like, Pretty what? Much. Where's the rest of it? Like, I went and looked up one on uh, Reverb somewhere from some mom and pop shop, and uh, you know they had it in the case, and it was in the back, and they forgot about it, and then they just pulled it out and took a picture of it. Because it was like one of those dusty on the inside of the case type bases. I was like, how do you get dust on the clothes? Okay. They've uh, just been open the whole time. Yeah, they just had to sit back there. <laughs> but yeah, it oh was like uh, about 29, 28, something like that used. I was like, wow. Uh, USD, $2,800. That's quite expensive taste. Both of those bases that are like dreams. That's why they're dreams for me. Because I probably could never see myself buy one because i'm a bit of a cheapskate exactly the same thing exactly the same thing but you look at me and you're like but you have all of these things here you can't possibly be cheap <laughs> people send stuff to me my wife buys me bases i have i live an okay life i know <laughs> that, that sounds like you're living the dream mate oh yeah so th- so they're the dream ones i think um nightmare bases now, uh, I, now I think this, that star base is a nightmare one. <laughs> nightmare one for me. Uh, I'm gonna say this. Mm, this may ruffle some feathers. Steinberger. Ooh. I don't. I can't. Do you mean like the headless one? Yeah, man. 
it's, <laughs> it's the little it's the ones with like the little square bodies yeah it's but... i just i listen man i i've played one a few times and even with the little leg kickstand thing mm. situation nah man i uh uh-uh. they tried to make a five they made a five string and i was like still no no <laughs> you're like it's not my for body, me. My body's too big. Look like you're playing like a little U bass. Yeah, something. I have a, I got a two by four strapped across my chest. That's basically what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that they're definitely not for me, and I'm not opposed to a headless bass. Like I, I like headless basses, but yeah, if you do look into part. it, uh, Lowen has a, a Ibanez EH. B1005 headless. It's the Seafoam green one that he has rolling in in uh, his credits whenever he starts his videos. I got to play it and it's a multi-scale and it feels good. Like he changed out the electronics. He did a great job. Those things are all like, that's that's actually what kind of turned me on to headless bases a bit because I'd never been a huge fan normally. Mm, I wasn't either. I was like, whoa, hello. Yeah. Um, and like, I'm, I like Ibanez. I feel like I've sat on them for a long time though, because I've never been like blown away by any of their sounds. But then I feel like Ibanez is a quite like a, a flat palette, but a mm-hmm. solid palette that you can then build your tone around. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's always been my like two cents about Ibanez for me. Yeah. I've got an Ibanez right now, actually. It's behind me. But that's my uh, first base I ever owned, which is that one. They can't see, but it's this black one right here. It's Ibanez Road Star 2. Um, is that one of the, um, is it a P-Base one? Yes. Yeah, I think it. Uh, my base was made in 82. So it's got like an old vibe. I tried to swap out the electronics and swap pickups to try to make it sound more modern, and it just fights against it. So I just put the stock stuff back in it, and it, it has a thing. I don't know, man. Yeah. It has yeah. A thing. Is it? They're quite heavy as well, those, aren't they? It's actually fairly balanced. And considering that I've uh, abused it and pieces of it are missing, it's even more (laughs) That's why it's lighter now. Yeah, it's, listen, pretty well balanced now that I've chipped off half the horns and such. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's what you got to do. you got a neck-heavy bass. You know what you got to do. You know, I call it relicking. Some people say abuse. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> now this now this is controversial if you had asked me although not really if you'd asked me like two years ago what mine would have been i would have said a reckonbacker <gasps> but you're a rock dude hold on i know i know but I, <laughs> I, I know i i now i used to just like not like the way they looked i didn't like the like horns on them and and i was never like impressed by the sound Commenters, stop your furious typing. I've changed my ways. <laughs> Jeez, dude. I've changed. Honest, honest. I, I admit, I've changed my ways. I'm sitting here. I didn't. I didn't. I couldn't appreciate the base. I've always loved the design. That's just a personal thing. Yeah. But uh, I couldn't appreciate the base uh, because I've never heard really slapping on it other than maybe Rick James. Sure. Right. And slap is kind of my go-to. That's my happy. So if I have a bass, whether it be a Beatle bass, a Hoffner, Steinberger, whatever, if you got strings, I slap the guitar. I respect nothing. <laughs> this guy's such a bloody slapper. Hey, man. 
Don't put it in front of me if you don't want to get a slap. <laughs> <laughs> I had it like by plugged into two different amps, like one for lows and one for highs. And I just stood in between them. Dude. That's that sounds like a happy place. Oh yeah. I then I turned it out because it was just like bass on this side and then eyes on this side. It was too much. So I just turned it <laughs> Now one ear is destroyed. Yeah. And then the other one can't hear normal vocal tone. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like I said, that was you know, that was a couple of years ago. Now I, I really like I really like him. Really like him. So where are you now with your nightmare? Now nightmare uh, it's it's going to be like BC Rich territory. That just okay. does not okay. Just doesn't uh, doesn't do it for me at all. You seem to like smooth, simple lines, and BC Rich is all about cutting lines and weird shapes and stuff. So yeah. I get that. I get that. Yeah, that's uh, I I could never see even if they're like, well, no, if if hey B, hey hey BC Rich, if you were like, hey, do you want to try out this Warlock bass? I'd be like, yeah, I'll try it out. Why not? Um, they were like, hey, do you want to buy it? I'd be like, no, <laughs> even if it was the best sounding bass in the world. No, thank you. <laughs> I used to feel that way for that same reason. I, I felt that way about Dean. Yeah, Dean does. They do weird designs and colors and stuff like that, too. So I remember when I was looking for my second ever bass, I nearly got the, a Dean and it was all pink. Like it's a super like P bass. Um, but yeah. it's all pink. Fretboard's pink. Net yeah. is pink. I wanted the green bird. Oh, yeah, yeah. Of course, they did the lime green one. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get them. Right. Yeah, man, <laughs> Commit now. Let's go and buy them. That's where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I've run out of other bases to try. This I've got to go. So I hope that that's, that's covered that. Of course, that, you know, we might, we might revisit that question one day because that, I feel like that is always changing like it has for me over the past couple of years. So, Let's move on to the next segment. Okay, so now we are on to the news. Now, this week's news um, has been a heavy one and a light one at the same time, I'd say, because for those who don't know, it has been summer nam you get winter nam in january you get summer nam in well the summer basically this is where all of our manufacturers come together in one place uh to show off what they're doing all their new stuff this is when not all of the new gear normally launches and there is so much youtube content for us to devour uh, during these times uh i've never been to one of these nams because they are um always in america however our co-host today Bully the Kid, um, was at this year's Summer Nam. So before we talk about some of the things that you might have seen or some of the uh, things that have come out this week uh, along with Nam, um, how did you find it? So uh, coming through, you know, the pandemic and all that stuff, I kind of expected for the, the vendors to not be in full supply. And Summer Nam, it was kind of light on the uh, bass guitar selection. There were some cool stuff. Uh, Reverend pulled up and had a great large booth display. Uh, there were a few ding walls in some of the custom uh, displays that were there. Got to put my hands on a Yamaha. Uh, a nice Yamaha, actually. I think one of the upper echelon Yamahas. I got to play that through one of uh, Ampeg's, what is it, Hockett, Hockett Bass. Uh, Base cabinets, one of the light light uh, base cabinets that are coming out. 
sounded really good. And uh, aside from that, you know, random uh, guitar people, like pedals and stuff. Yeah, it was a good time. It just wasn't very much bass representation. Guitars were in full effect, though, so uh, happy days for them. Yeah, yeah. As always, us always getting left behind in the dust. God damn it. Oh, yeah. but, uh, but it looks like um, if people listening haven't already, go and check out all of uh, Bully's content on Nam's great live stream on there where you guys were all talking about what you saw, what you liked, yeah. and just having general great times. Yeah. Um, so, so go and check all that stuff out. Um, yeah, a bit of a shame that it was a bit light on the base stuff, but I kind of, yeah, you know, kind of thought that it might be i thought more people would be like releasing their own stuff online you know because they weren't there at the show and you know some companies have i've got some of those uh down here um so you said about reverend mm-hmm. uh reverend's such a cool company i think yeah uh, you know they're kind of mid price point normally um because how much are they retailing for, like the kind of lower range stuff, Reverend? Uh, I would say, you know, they probably come in pretty competitive with Squire. So like the 230s, 240s, yeah. uh, but they get pricey as well, you know, with any, they go in, you know, quality range, quote unquote. So I've yeah. seen Reverend's new for, you know, 250 to 299 in there around the Squire range for four string, but... Let's talk about this. Reverend has a, I forget what the name of the actual model is, but I'll tell you what the orientation is. So there's a Music Man pickup in the neck position, like very close to the neck. And then there's a P pickup in the bridge position. In the bridge position? Yes. Whoa. Yeah, so, so obviously, like, I know you're a fan of a, of a, of a PH. Um but that being in one of your signatures, yeah. Um, but a, a HP, I guess HP source. Um, yeah, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't think of. I wouldn't think of doing that. But there's nothing wrong with it because if you think about it, you can run them both separately. You have two bases in one hand. You know, you get kind of a P type deal with the Music Man pickup, and you have the ability to single coil out of it, which brings in jazz P rather than P J which is yeah. different different is the word and obviously you get a lot of those uh uh is it the dirty finger pickups you get sometimes oh, i can't remember the name of them oh, what are they called there's often the pickup that's like a big old wide open humbucker that people always oh. install oh uh lace oh it's wide open humbucker yeah it looks like it it's not like a ceramic looking like music man one oh, okay it might be called old pieces exposed uh yeah they're exposed so you got Seymour Duncan's, you got Aguilar that has some like that. You have yeah. Delano that has stuff like that. Uh, EMG is usually covered, like a covered humbucker. Yeah. Um, I think it's like a, a certain type of pickup though that looks like very unique. I'm trying. I'll, I'll, people in the comments will probably tell me, and I'd love to know because that's that seems to be a really popular pickup to be having like as a neck position so it's not like out of this world but it's still super interesting for them to do that how how did it sound it sounded phenomenal the uh neck felt great low and lobster really loved it he actually uh he actually got to play it on one of his prior videos from the sam uh the nam wrap-up so he actually played it so there's a clip of that and um it sounded good. I didn't personally get to put my hands on it and give it through the 
run through the gauntlet, but I did pick it up really quickly and then kind of put it down because they had a whole turn style of guitars I had to touch. Just <laughs> <laughs> go around touching them all. I want this one. I want this one. Yeah. <laughs> like, please, COVID, don't touch anything. No, 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 no. You brought it here. You know why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh God, here he day two, here he comes again. <laughs> His hands out. <laughs> I got my hand sanitizer. I'm getting ready as soon as I'm walking up. Oh, yeah. Security, security. We've got somebody who's just coming around slapping everything. <laughs> You can't stop it. You can't <laughs> stop it. <laughs> uh, love it. Um, so that's cool. Something else that I saw that looked really cool. Um, I mean, sorry, everyone, not necessarily bass related, okay. but hopefully it will be in the future. Is those guitars with all like the rotating pickups? Mm-hmm. I actually that have a video cool. that's going to be coming out on what's today, Wednesday, tomorrow. I have it scheduled. And it's going to be kind of going through that person demoing those uh, guitars specifically. And it's going to be talking about it. So, yes. So, basically, it's three pickups and kind of a uh, Lazy Susan type deal. (laughs) That's the best way to put it. That is the the way to describe it. Everyone knows what you mean now. Yeah. So, it's uh, it's three pickups and it's uh, they're back to back to back in a circle so lazy susan but there's two rows of them so like in the neck position and in the bridge position you have the ability to go uh p90 or humbucker or do all the splits and all that good stuff plus uh the it's in like a strat style so you can still do all the strat biasing stuff and you can swap out which pickups you want to go in there so it's yeah it's crazy. It comes, that particular guitar, the guy said, came with 10 pickups that you can swap in and swap out just out the gate. And then, you know, it's one guitar and you can literally go through and mix match. I want a humbucker in the back and I want a P90 in the front or I want a P90 in the back and a humbucker in the front. Whatever. Split call. Who cares? That, is, that sounds so cool. Yeah, man. <laughs> like that's like the dream because I I've got one guitar that I you know got all these bases, but I always just have one guitar that I record with. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know I try and get something that's kind of gonna fit everything. So that sounds like my dream. <laughs> yeah, it's also gonna hit your pockets fairly hard as well too. So. Oh God! Well, I'm how dreams much was it? Dreams are expensive. Uh, <laughs> I think this particular one was close to either it was in the range of sixteen to twenty thousand. What? Yeah, but think about it. Think about how many guitars you're getting at one time. Well, yeah, I suppose that is very true. Also, uh, the how you access because these are all active guitars. So how you access the battery is through like a neodymium magnet, and the back pops off the whole thing, and that's how you take the pickups out. Yeah, check my video. It's going to be uh, dropping. Today is the 28th. The video will be out on the 29th. And uh, I'm not talking. The guy is talking. And he's demonstrating this whole thing because I didn't want to touch it because I don't have that much, that much money. So <laughs> Yeah, right. And can't yeah. slap that. Oh, I didn't. I wanted to. I thought about it. 
Well, I hope that they bring something like that to base. I can't see it happening anytime soon, but I reckon I reckon eventually we'll get there. Well, he, really so the, my thought on how to make that actually happen is you'd have to put it on some type of rail system so you can slide them up and slide them back for positioning. Hmm. So you using a turnstile, I don't know if that'll work. And also, what what do you be not so put, lazy? Like it's probably going to be two, maybe three. Music Man on one. That's going to be big too. Like yeah, Music that, Man, it turns over to a jazz. It turns over to a P. That that thing's going to be heavy as well. That's be huge. <laughs> Just think of the depth, so it can spin. Think of the depth. Cause you know how thick a music man pickup is, and you got to turn it. Oh man! Well, well come on, mate. You're the electrical uh, engineer, right? Yeah, I'm so, that uh, mechanical thing. So <laughs> get on it. I don't care. <laughs> I watch it. <laughs> awesome. So uh, let's quickly go through a couple of other things then that have come out this week. Um, in I don't know if they're necessarily at now, but in, in, in they kind of come out at the same time. Uh, I see Orange have brought out. Um, as well as Ampeg bringing out some new amps, um, Orange have also brought out uh, a new combo, which is the Glenn Hughes uh, signature combo from Deep Purple. I've never, I don't think I've ever seen a signature combo from for a bass player. Yeah, a signature combo from a bass player. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Marcus Miller has one with uh, oh. Mark Bass. Doi. <laughs> of course he does. Oh, hang on. Yes, I do. And Doug Pinnock's got one with Tech 21. <laughs> There's that. Uh, uh, Jackson. Randy Jackson. Also Mark Bass. I don't think it's a combo. That's not a combo, though. So I'll take that back. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, to be fair, that the one I said to head as well. But still. But Marcus Miller, I know for sure, has a 210 combo from um, Mark Bass. Oh, cool now. I, I can see. I can see it in my head now. Like, oh yeah, of course, silly old John. But yeah, also it's very, it's very far and in, in between that a bass player gets a combo signature. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely like the kind of gigs that I play. I'm the normally the backline is supplied, so the headlining bands. You know, I only play like originals stuff on stage. Well, I mean, at, at the minute. Um, it's always the headlining band provides all the cabs and then you just bring your heads and bring your pedal boards, you know, and your bass, of course. Um, so that's the kind of rig that I'm always going around with. So cabs for me are almost, they're only, it's only for practice normally, or if I'm doing a headline show and I've got to supply it. Um, so I, you know, my experience with combos, I haven't, I haven't used a combo since, uh, since like the second year that i was playing bass i don't think because since then i've always been gigging and always just needed head and head and cab to have the head part so so let's let's go there what do you use as your what's your main bass head right now so me being a cheapskate but liking quality um i've got a full fender rumble rig hey yeah, yeah that's my go-to yeah <laughs> you, you've got the, the 800 yep. hd combo and that's a combo yep yeah, that one's is that because is that a modeler one? It's got a couple of different things in there. It has a uh, hundred different presets on it. So, like you know how you got your pedal board, uh-huh. I can create a pedal board through a signal chain and trigger it with a uh, with a foot pedal. So yeah. I can create a whole preset. I can take you know I want it to sound like it's in this arena. I also want octave to be on it. I want envelope filter, and why not throw some fuzz on the end? Cool. Then put it in a big arena, and that's pedal uh, number one. Cool. 
Number two, I wanted a small arena. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the voicing that it pushes out of the speakers, uh, two tens. So, yeah. That's so cool. Like Fender, Fender doing that kind of stuff as well is, yeah. is awesome, I think. Now, um, the cool stuff is you connect your phone to the amp and you can do all your manipulations on the phone on the fly. So you got a little break in between the gig. I like this. Let me go ahead and put this envelope filter in front. Mm-hmm. Engage and then sit the phone down. All of a sudden, it just got stanky in there. <laughs> <laughs> See, nowadays, uh, like you're going to be on a, on a break on stage, and the sound guy is going to be looking at you like he's on his phone. What's what he doing? You, what are you oh doing? no, he's what he's turning doing? the volume up. <laughs> 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 he can't trust anyone. <laughs> he looks devious. I don't. I don't like that. Go, go, get, him. go get him. And I'm just smiling, sitting in the back. <laughs> <laughs> i really like that, that that's awesome because you're you're not much of a pedal you know physical pedal guy are you no nah, not really pedal? i got big feet i'll break it <laughs> well they're, they're called stomp boxes if you're not meant to stomp on them i mean don't tell me i don't understand how these things work you know yeah so mine's all just a fender rumble like the old series uh just the 500 so no fancy stuff just all solid state yeah, but you get the uh, bright, the contour, contour and vintage, and yeah. overdrive. Yeah, I had that. I loved it. It's so good, and it it's like it's lightweight. And because I wanted to go like the full tube basement, because I I really got into that sound, like a P mm-hmm. bass through that. I'm like, oh yes, but I can't. I it, I don't gig enough for valves. I don't want to have the upkeep of it. I quite like, you know. I don't know. I was just like, oh, I just can't really be, and it's expensive. <laughs> I was like, oh, I just, I'll just get the rumble and see where that goes. And I've got no complaints at all. Yeah, I got. Uh, if I need that valve sound, I just dial it in. I don't. Yeah. Because it has the basement as a preset, so I'm like, let's just not pay eighteen hundred for a big freaking toolbox of a basement. Yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> that you're gonna be like, oh, don't touch it. It's delicate. Pretty much, man. Because uh, yeah. you're shaking it around, get those valves and tubes loose. Uh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I had a, I had an orange bass terror, um, and the you know just one of the valves went on that, and it is gone. You know, dead. And I was like, oh, great. Like, and that's what kind of put me off. And that wasn't even full valve. That was a, a class D. Mm. Uh, so that kind of thing. I, I hate that, that that anxiety that oh, like it's going to go wrong. Then what? Um, so yeah, I like I like to keep it fairly simple you know i say minimal but like something that i know is not going to let me down and yeah hasn't let me down so far cool um so the the last bit i've got written down here about the news that i wanted to talk about is um gibson mm-hmm. uh verse thunderbird that they've come out with i saw these were announced in january sure. um i assume at the other nam but now they've just launched them uh and they come in three colors. They've got like a wine red looking one and then two very similar bluey greens. Um, have you seen any of these at all? Reverse I haven't ones? seen one in, in uh, person, seen them in the magazines or on Instagrams, but uh, they weren't there at the convention. I'm, I know that for sure. I'm definitely oh, yeah, slapping yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> slapping that so hard. Happily. I'll happily slap that for you, sir. Yeah. <laughs> excuse me sir would you like that slapped of course Ooh. thank you these reverse thunderbirds are cool um i think they're pretty reasonably priced as well i think i'm just gonna look it up quickly just to double check how much they are yeah okay yeah they're, they're not too badly priced uh, in in the uk they're 
£1,550. Which... Oh, it's uh, Gibson, not Epiphone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Epiphone. no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I think these kind of look cooler than... Oh, I don't know, actually. I was going to say cooler than a normal Thunderbird, but I'm not sure. I'd, I think I'd really need to see one in person. I, I was pretty jazzed on them when they... I mean, for lack of a better word, jazzed on them uh, <laughs> when they when they first announced them. I thought they looked pretty cool. But yeah, I guess it's just kind of standard Thunderbird tones, which you know can can be fairly limiting. But what it does, it does so well. So no doubt there. Yeah, either you really love it, or you can do without it. Yeah, I have a I have a controversial statement that I feel I need to make while I have this platform. Oh God, brace yourselves. I don't like SG bases. Oh my God. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that, they're not for me at all. Like, looks wise, I love an SG guitar. It looks, it looks the part. I just, I just can't get, by, I just can't get with it, man. I just can't. They're so limited in their range, and that the sounds that they have, I just don't like. Um, oh, it's not know. usable, even even if I slap it. Oh. Yeah, it it doesn't have that like nice thump. Th- I don't know. It's hard to yeah. explain with those. They're just a bit dead sounding to me. And yeah. you think like, oh, I've paid, you know, thousands for this Gibson SG, and it just sounds like a bit of a turd. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm glad that we came together on this. <laughs> You're like, oh, there's going to be some sparks flying. Okay. I mean, you know, they, I'm I, I, I fancy myself a, a, a funk player, and you're in the rock realm. So yeah. I feel like Gibson anything is kind of grill. It's kind of holy grill <laughs> to a rock player. That's what I felt. Yeah, yeah. It is. So. I, I've never, I've never owned a Gibson or anything like that though. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm just not totally sold on them. I quite like a bright, uh, bit of a scooped mid kind of bass boost, treble boost, lots of presence, that kind of thing. And yeah, the Gibson and Epiphone models never really they do. A, they they out. handle the vintage thing though. They do oh, the, absolutely. Absolutely. that study situation where it's just a note, uh, just one note pedaled over and over. Yeah. Yeah. It's, oh, it's nice and rounded. Like it's nice and full, but um, yeah, not, not, not usable. It doesn't give me the tone that I want to, uh, I want to do. So, uh, so now we've lost a lot of potential endorsements uh, with lots of companies in this episode so far. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's move on then to, the second question. Let's <laughs> recoup some of that potential money. <laughs> yeah, I could have to like, I could have to write, uh, make up some questions that are like, tell me what you love about this company. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Johnny, do you have the time? Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> what I love about SGs. Phenomenal doorstops. Great doorstops. <laughs> Used one to cook a pizza in the oven the other day. Mm, you should have seen fantastic. it. It slid right on out the back. It was great. Just slid it into the <laughs> oven, pulled out that pie. <laughs> Not very heat resistant, but uh, but it gave a it gave a woodsy, earthy tone to the crust. <laughs> to the words from my mouth. Let's move on <laughs> to the next question. Um, okay, so this question comes from Owen4602. That's the um, 
4,602nd Owen in the world um, on YouTube. Uh, and he says, favorite bases, favorite bases you've played on the channel. Now, of course, when I ask this question, it's kind of directed to me, but you, you have a YouTube channel, of course. Um, favorite places you've played on the channel. So I'm, I'm going to take this as ones that we don't necessarily own. That's exactly where I'm taking. That's where I'm taking. Because yeah. I have, I have two in my head. Well, I have three in my head. Just rapid fire. There you go. So uh, two come from Lobster. The third one comes from a friend in Tulsa. Uh, Lobster had a ESP LTD. It was a uh, C phone oh, green. Yes. The, yes. Slap, the slap tone on that thing. I wanted to keep it. He didn't want to. He was like, no. Send it back. I was like, ah, <laughs> like, it's mine. <laughs> no, <laughs> so I need it. <laughs> that's that's one of them. The second one is the headless Ibanez that I told you about a little bit earlier. Yeah, uh, loved how light that was. If only problem I had was I had a uh, stand that clamped at the top. It like clamped the headstock and hung free. If you don't have a headstock, <laughs> tried hanging that one up. Yeah, so I was like, how I can't? I have to have like a tripod, like a uh, something. And I couldn't gig with it because I didn't have it on hand. And then uh, the third one is also an Ibanez. It's an Ibanez 550. It's in my intro. It's the natural wood with this looks like it has stripes in it. I think it's I think it's a 550 or a 650. It just it looks the part and it felt great. And I had to do a uh, I had to I think I swapped the preamp in it like I swapped the preamp out for something else. And then I got to play it. I was like, mm, mm, I can take one of these. <laughs> so those are my three. What about you? Well, that's a great three. And um, that that ESP, I, I have I've been eyeing one of those up for so long. They, they've released it in like a buttercream color now. Um, oh, I did see that. I did. I did see that. Uh, they actually have a five-string version of it. And I was like, mm, I, don't need, I don't need you. <laughs> it's not about needing it's about wanting and that's how this happens that's how this happens. <laughs> i don't need you but i also don't want anybody else slapping you you need to get a <laughs> from me. he applies that to multiple things in his life <laughs> wow yeah well i mean that's great great three choices my favorite bases i played on the channel um i'm gonna go with two that I feel like are the ones that got away, like ones that I kind of regret getting rid of um, because they just, they, they're the ones that have left an imprint in my mind. Uh, for me, it's the first one is the um, SX P base, super affordable, but built like a tank. That thing was awesome. Um, I know Rumbling Man uh, likes his SX bases as well. That's where I first found the company actually um, and through his videos. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was doing some comparisons of them, and uh, and then I kept, I was like, oh yeah, actually I've seen that brand around, and they're all they're in a lot of like little music shops in the around the UK, and uh, yeah, they're awesome, man. Actually, this one is an SX. It's got the old shape headstock on it, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, I'm looking at two of them right now. <laughs> yeah, they're cool bases. I I was really impressed with that one, and I yeah, especially for the money. Yeah, and the finish that was on, uh, the finish that was on the blue one I had was unreal, and I got that for like a hundred quid. Uh, 
madness absolute madness crimes it was and so i really regret getting rid of that it was just uh right sell it on get the next thing in you know that was my mentality at the time but they would have made it a fantastic mod project uh so yeah kind of kind of gutted i got rid of that one mm-hmm. um the other one is actually another really affordable base and that's the and i think you've got it is the harley benton pb50 Ooh, that's that one <laughs> yeah, yeah, that red one. It's, uh, I love that base. I thought it's it was good. awesome. Yeah. It's a good time. I got a project that I'm going to be doing on it, changing out the bridge. To oh, oh right. we can talk about this from now. There's a oh. company called Ray Ross Bridges, and they're different in that they don't use saddles on their bridges. Oh, take a second. There's no saddle, so there's no bend angle from uh, the ball on the end going to the tuning. What's the purpose of a saddle? Well, yeah, I guess so. How do they like, how do they set it up and raise it? And I suppose they just do that on the- Okay, so they, uh, use your phone, R-A-Y-R-O-S-S. You just gotta see, you gotta see it. So they have a, uh, it's kind of like, you know how Music Man has the, the out like the uh, you put in a like a shim in the Allen key for to uh, do the truss rod at the base of the neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine that to send the whole uh, holder, I guess, in the bridge to send it forward and send it back. And then there's another one underneath it that spins around this way, like left to right, that raises it up and lowers it down. Ah. You're blowing my mind right now. That's I so do. Cool. Listen, if uh, Lobster pulled it out on his stream, or it could I be he didn't pull it out on his stream. Bloody no, hell! He didn't. He didn't. He pulled out the bridge. Oh, on his Jesus, man! <laughs> my mother might listen to this. Family friendly <laughs> content. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's it's an interesting design, and I'm actually gonna be getting one of those or two of those. And kind of seeing what it does. I think I'm gonna put it in the Seafoam Green Allen Eden base that I have, and I'm probably gonna do it in the PB50 just to see what it does. That's really cool. Yeah. Oh, that's I love hearing stuff like that, like little innovations that just push things. You know, like hmm, what about this? Push things out a bit more. Yeah, it's it's wild because I asked, I wondered that question. I was like, what is the purpose of a cell? What is it doing? Yeah. Yeah, and it's just one of those things. On it's just a design that you think, yeah, that's how it's meant to be. That's how it's always been. It hasn't changed in, you know, since the P base. But why? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. it. I guess it's one of those things. It's like, well, if it if it ain't broke, then don't fix it. But then it's like, well, it could be better though. <laughs> yeah. So they just redistributed all the uh, metal to go from that bridge or where it's holding in those pieces to go to the base of the actual bridge. So it's like extremely solid, heavy mass. I'm excited. I don't know when it's gonna get here, but it's gonna get here very soon. Well, I'd, I'd love to hear the like sound comparison of what that does as well, because obviously it sounded like it's quite a high mass thing. I'm sure that's gonna have an impact on the sustain. I, I hope so, but just from an aesthetic standpoint, it should look the part. It should look cool. But it's all, it's going to be drilled out for a fender. So if you're watching this and you want to check them out, understand the drill pattern is going to be for a fender base. And that's with the four string. I don't know about the five-year. 
luckily a lot of companies copy Fender, so I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I could, uh, it'll work for most people. That sounds so cool. Um, awesome. Well, let's move on, shall we, to the next segment. Okay, so this section is called That Tone You Own. So leading up to this podcast, I asked Bully to record a baseline for me. And I thought we could just have a listen to that in just a second and then talk about the tone, how it was made, what elements, what bits of equipment we use, what it's for, etc., etc., etc. Let's have a listen to it now. Obviously, that you said your three words to describe it is funky. You said it was happy. You said it was percussive. And I'm getting all of that from just that one. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds so good. And that is such a great uh, and really punchy um, slap tone that you've got there. Um, So let's start with the bass on that one. What bass are you using for that? I'm going to guess it's your sync. Yeah, that's my signature. That's yeah. I have it rolled uh so if center detent is both pickups on, the P pickup and the music man, I have it rolled towards the music man with just a little bit more bite, right? And um that was with a fresh set of strings, obviously. Uh and I think my EQing, I have a four band EQ on my bass. So I think the bass was I'll go from zero to ten. And to kind of give you the numbers. So I think the bass was set on seven, low mid was set on six, high mid was set on four or three, and then treble was set on seven or eight. I didn't max it out, but that's so it's doing that little scoop shape, kind of. That's that's like my ideal like eq setting i think that's the one i always gravitate towards like if i've got a low and high mid control i'll always boost the lows a little bit and then scoop the mids because that's um where you get that really nice yeah the string noise the whooshing string noise as you slide through so yeah 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 man well it sounds awesome and and, you know and i can hear that that eq coming through is that on through the fender as well yes amp is uh i think the amp i was using was a 300 clean and i had that one everything's dimed at 12 o'clock so all my manipulation was coming from the base uh gain was probably around you know 11 o'clock or so on the dock so it wasn't any characteristic other than the amp modeling itself and the horn being on um yeah yeah i usually don't mess with the amp cq if i can help yeah, I think sometimes you can get a bit overboard with EQ, can't you? If there's too much going on, you're like, ah, oh, 
right? Is it right? If on the amp, I turn down the treble or up the treble, I'll test that AB that with the bass, turning that up and down if you've got an active bass, you know, like you get into that territory. So having a great sounding amp that you can just have all flat or whatever, all 12 o'clock, then, you know, that's a great starting point, isn't it? Yeah. So uh, generally, this is just a rule of thumb which the background of what rule of thumb came from is disturbing, but I'll use it because it still works. So what I normally do is if I have an active bass, I leave my amp alone completely. But if I have a passive bass or a passive fee bass, that's when all the coloring manipulation on the amp comes in. Yeah, 100%. That, it makes so much sense because otherwise it's just a bit of overload and you don't know what to do and you're like, ah, spending so much time doing it. That's why I, I had a um, uh, Sire M7. I've spoken about it a few times but it, I found it too much at one point because there was so many knobs and switches on there. And then I had my preamp on my pedal board and then I had my amp as well. And I was like, ah, you know. So yeah, but you know you can make it passive though, right? Yeah, I know. But I did, I just loved the, I loved the sound of it. And I loved the, I loved the active sound. And I was like, I want it for the active circuit. Okay. Um, but then, you still have it? Yeah. No, not anymore. It was years ago. Oh, okay. But yeah, I, I I wish I did still have it because now I feel like I've got a better grip of that kind of thing. And now, actually, for a lot of my bases, I'm not using my preamp much anymore on my board. I tend to be using more stuff on just the amp and the bass. But like you say, if it's like a passive bass, then you just kind of let the amp or the preamp do more of the action mm-hmm. uh, the other way around. Um, but let's go back to your tone um, on that one. So what's, is this taken from something in particular or is it just something you wrote? Just got, in one of, just got into a slapping mood and I was just doing it for watching. I was watching uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. And I was like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was like, roundabout came on and I was like, mm-hmm. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and, <laughs> and Roundabout. That is a, a, a killer combination. Yeah, <laughs> just of so, utter weirdness. Yeah, it, it came on and I was like, you know what? Yeah, let's go ahead and restring this. So I watched the episode, restrung the bass, and then I started going and it just started happening. So I was like, yeah, camera on. <laughs> I can really okay. hear the JoJo, you know, just coming through in that tone. <laughs> the inspiration was there. <laughs> oh, yeah, it, it sounds it sounds really cool though. And f- considering you're just like, yeah, I'm just gonna write this for just a slap piece. It's not for anything. Uh, sounds awesome. Right. Let's move on. We've delved into the tone of that one there. Let's move on to the next segment. So the last question we have here. Uh, which is going to form the big base debate for this episode. This question comes from, I'm really sorry, I'm going to butcher your name. I might just start doing it on purpose because I'm going to offend someone. Uh, It comes from uh, Aradya Karana on YouTube, who says, what are some popular base trends that you're not actually into? Another fantastic question. Uh, so, base trends. There's a lot going on. We're kind of at the minute, you know, short scales. Now we're maybe going into medium scales. There's, you know, all kinds of different trends. Headless bases happening. You know, all sorts of things happening at the minute. It's exciting times, and you know, these things come and go. Uh, Bully, what um, base trends are you not into? What are you not digging? I'm going to say the base accessories. Oh, 
So, <clears throat> about to lose some endorsements, baby. But this is bullies to pick. <laughs> hot takes, hot takes. <laughs> so, uh, you know, back in the 70s, they used to take a, uh, like a sponge and put it at the bridge to get a thuddy muted sound, right? Yeah. So, bring that forward. Now, there's two devices that serve the same purpose. They're, kept, they're put out by the same company. I don't have any problem with the company. Genius devices, if it works for people. My only, uh, and I'm going to get to the names. My only concern is with doing that, you're kind of handicapping the musician for getting a good handle on his playing technique. Mm. So if you're muting all the dead strings, you kind of need to have this contraption on. So it's actually put out by Groove Gear. <laughs> and uh, it's the fret wrap. So the thing that they put at the headstock to stop all yeah. the other strings from ringing out. And then the second one is called the Funk. And that one works like the sponge that I just described earlier. And it does the same thing, mute strings that aren't being used and kind of makes it uh, staccato yeah. type of thing. And uh, it kind of, I, I don't, I don't. I see a lot of Instagram bass players with it on, and I'm like, you're talented. You're talented enough to not be lazy. Just that is a, yeah, that's, you it's know. a great it's a great um it's a great point because if you're and you know if you're starting out and you're seeing these people use these things, you shouldn't really be looking for these aids to cheat your way into getting quote getting good, you know, like. So I've got some fret wraps and I've got one that lives on my guitar. It is that thing. It kind of hinders you improving and then not needing it. Uh, because, you know, if you're just relying on it, you put, you become reliant on it. And then you think when you take it away, you've, you've lost your crutch then and you're going to fall over. Certainly for beginners, I think you shouldn't be relying on those kinds of things. Yeah. Um, so I've got, I got sent a few, couple of free fret wraps um, from Belton. I've got one on my jazz bass at the minute, but I never use them. So I never use them like actually on the fretboard or like to do any kind of like muting stuff that they would be for um i just have them sitting at the top you know and sometimes used to see it all the time when uh, bands are recording they've got somebody with like uh, a handkerchief or like they're holding the top of the guitar to stop um some string noise uh from like above the mm-hmm. um, above the first fret and they're just, just sitting there um, so sometimes I'll just do that. If you're if you're about to go into a solo and you purposely do slide, do little slide, then yeah. that's what I'm talking about. But you're using it for something actually practical, which is actually making the headstock heavier, which causes it to die, which brings me back to the part where you shouldn't have it on there. <laughs> Hey, I'm I'm actually doing weights with it. It's making it heavier, so I'm oh, lifting yeah. it up, yeah, training yeah. my arm. I get it. I get it. <laughs> that that's I wasn't expecting you to to bring this angle. It's really interesting. Uh, but I definitely agree um, that you know you shouldn't be using these things that are actually gonna they're aiding you, but they're it's only a short term aid really. In the long run, you don't want to become reliant on those type of things. Mm. Um, so my uh, trends that i'm not really into this one i suppose it's not really a trend but it is something that i'm seeing increasingly now and i think more and more people are doing it and i've never been 
I've never really enjoyed it that much. And it's the reverse P-based pickup. I don't know why I'm doing things with my hands. No one can see me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one day we'll do like some video stuff so that my actions aren't in vain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, you know, normally you've got the um, the pick in a split P-based pickup. You've got the one closer to the neck for the, the E and the A. And then the D and G one is closer towards the bridge. Now, swapping those around... Uh, it means you get a fuller sound on those higher strings and maybe a brighter sound on the lower ones. And it's meant to be a more even sound. Scientifically, I t- I'm totally on board because I find like the E string can sometimes be a lot boomier and that can kind of help to uh, tackle that a bit. But I've not yet had an experience where I have enjoyed the sound more compared to a standard P bass pickup. Okay. What's your take on it? Okay, so my my I haven't played one yet but i do have some questions because mm-hmm. uh Tolman music uh they have harley benton as a brand and harley benton has a five string uh p humbucker type situation in yeah. natural and late placid blue lobster played it he hurt my feelings and said that it wasn't exactly a great experience mm. broke my heart uh, but it was a reverse it was a reverse P and my question is you know how the P pickup is in the sweet spot like it's in that spot for its winding my question is so when again they can't see my hands <laughs> so you have the pickup that's in the EA which is generally in front of the bottom pickup, which is DG, do they swap the exact placement or do they just take it and move it in front and keep the original position of the EA? Ooh, I, I suppose that's it changes per base or I would have thought it's, it's designed it's gonna, in a way. That... Okay, so the, that sweet spot is there because it's catching the specific vibrations of the string. So I would think if you're gonna swap where it's oriented, you'd have to move it over so that you're catching the optimum vibration but i haven't been in a situation where it's a reverse p and it's in the same spot now i got goldar over there and it's a five string and it is three p's but like they're at different spots on the string so it's a whole (laughs) that's a whole nother world (laughs) yeah it's that's a whole nother beast there uh yeah that's because on, on that one forgive me for um, not remembering are they the normal way around or are they the mm-hmm. other way around it didn't even occur to me to try to flip it around try to be cute what i was uh <laughs> what i was thinking about was i wanted to get i wanted to get kind of the both worlds between jazz and p right so yeah. i have a situation to where the P pickups are in the jazz position where it would normally be located on the five string, like 70s five string bass, right? I know that's an oxymoron because it wasn't. That's besides the point. So close to the bridge. Yeah, it's it's I wanted it to be about in that spacing, but I also wanted a natural P to be in the sweet spot. So I put the P in the sweet spot and then built <laughs> um, sorry, sorry, you what? Uh, I put the the uh, uh, doggone it, Dibble. I put the P <laughs> pickup 
in the optimum ah shizzle now i can't stop it i'm sorry mom if you were listening to this <laughs> anyway so it was aligned in the correct area i can't even describe what the base is now th- three p's on the- three p's <laughs> okay well let's just let's just get everyone here now to hit pause and head over to bully's channel and instagram where uh, where you can see this beauty for its uh, for a lot of, in the flesh, you know, it's an awesome oh, looking on, thing. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> How has this descended into this? I know why. It's because I'm involved. <laughs> uh, I got lightheaded. So yeah, I, I think let's. Why don't we finish it off there? Then that yeah. seems like a great place to stop, right? <laughs> like stop before we get into any more trouble. I know, right? This is. It only gets worse. worse. (laughs) Should have heard the conversation before we started. Absolute filth it was. Oh, garbage men, but we are. Straight into the bloody bed. Uh, Cool. So that concludes uh, this week's podcast. A bit of a longer one, I think. Um, Yes, that is what she said. Um, Mm. And so, uh, yeah, I hope, thank you so much for all sticking with us. And I hope you really enjoyed this conversation. I know I've had a fantastic time. Uh, Bully, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. Of course, anytime. Anytime you want to come back on, then you can come back on. That's fine, because that's the beauty of this, is that because it's not a guest, it's co-hosts, we can have you back on. So let me know in the comments down below if you're watching on YouTube or if you're listening on Spotify or wherever you're listening to us. Uh, get in touch with me. They're on Instagram at Johnny Dibble. Uh, and let me know what you think. If you want to have Bully back on, of course you do. Let us know <laughs> what you thought. And if you've got any questions, then just pop them in the comment section or wherever you want to. Uh, Bully, where can they find you? Oh, uh... Instagram, YouTube. Uh, Instagram is bully underscore the kid. That's B U L L Y underscore T H A K I D D. And YouTube, uh, same spelling, just no underscore. Amazing. Smash yep, it. Yep, yep. Absolutely. Go and uh, check it all out. It's all fantastic stuff. Loads of base content, content, content that I know you're all going to love. Uh, I certainly do. And yeah, thank you once again. And thank you to everyone at home for watching. See you next time. See you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.